I'm Alicia Caldwell, the mental fitness coach and the host of the Me, Myself, and Her podcast, where issues that challenge the mental fitness of women leaders take the spotlight. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies. Today's episode is a very special anniversary edition because I am celebrating 13 years of marriage. October 13th was our anniversary, and I am looking forward to this conversation today. We're going to talk about four tips for leading with love. And I decided to go that route because my husband and I, we were just reminiscing and just going back in time and discussing the nuggets of wisdom that we have acquired over the 16 years of being in relationship and the 13 years of being in marriage. And I want to share with you just some of my thoughts as I went inside to figure out, you know, Alicia, where have you been? What have you learned? And where are you still going as far as marriage is concerned? So before we get to that, I want to share a little bit of my love story with you, not the entire story, but the parts of it that I think really matter and make me who I am in the marriage. When I met my husband, I wasn't looking for love. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was actually in the midst of exploring my singleness. I was looking for a fresh start. I was in the process of ending a long-term relationship and legitimately just wanted to do me. I wanted to explore just being a single woman, focus on raising my daughters, complete graduate school, and then move toward just building my career. I was actually sold on the fact that I wouldn't have to cater to a relationship, that I could really just get to know me. I was busy, focused, and ready to embrace this single lifestyle that I was like, you know, hey, I can do this. I don't necessarily have to be in a relationship with a man in order to be secure, in order to feel whole, healthy, and um, to feel strong in who I am. So I had my whole mind just going in that direction of being fabulously single, and then a situation happened. That situation was tall, muscular, and just amazingly rich in melanation, and he caught my attention. I met him totally by accident. I was starting uh, my internship for the final leg of graduate school, and I was going through this process of trying to find a site that I could perform my internship duties and get the credit and then move on with my life. And I just couldn't find a location that had availability and places just wouldn't call me back. So I went and I spoke with my professor. I told him what was going on, and he said, you know what, there's actually a site that just opened up availability. That is where he and I met. He actually worked at the facility. So one Saturday when I arrived, he escorted me into the secured facility. He was tall, dark, handsome. Oh, wait, I already mentioned that. But in a nutshell, in my mind, he was just divinely fine. And 
He captured my attention. I do want to make one thing clear. I am a spiritually grounded woman, and I was then as well. And I don't recommend any woman to lust after a man. But sometimes there are certain visuals that can get us off the spiritual path. And God placed the right man in my path for just that. It took about four to six months of greetings and small talk before it became clear to me that I was interested. I mean, really interested and that I liked him, liked him. You know, it wasn't that he was just cute. It was more than that. He was kind, professional, and charming. And so at the end of my internship, I asked him for his phone number. Sure did. The fabulously single me that was ready for this single lifestyle. I realized that I wasn't so set on singleness after all, and I was actually more set on him. Needless to say, he gave me his phone number, and shortly after that, we had our first date, and the rest is our story. On our third year of dating, he proposed nine months after we were married, and 13 years later, here we are, still celebrating love and longevity. Despite what you might think, being a professional counselor and a mental fitness coach, it doesn't exclude me from the challenges that relationships face. In fact, the first five years of my marriage, we experienced a steep learning curve. We were figuring each other out with a great deal of love and frustration. And keep in mind, at that point, I was a licensed clinical therapist and helping other people with their lives and their relationships, but I was still figuring out my own. I was trying to figure out uh, how to be the wife that I wanted to be for him because I didn't have a blueprint growing up. Uh, I didn't have a blueprint of what a healthy relationship or marriage even looked like. So I was literally figuring it out from scratch and trying to figure out how to be in a marriage from ground zero is really no joke. Well, I, I won't say it was ground zero because I had the book knowledge about it. Um, I had learned about like marriage counseling and things of that nature. So I had information, but I didn't have application. So I knew what to do. I, I had the information in my brain, but I didn't have this visual of how to apply it to my life and to my marriage. So today I want to give you a cheat sheet. This cheat sheet has four answers to the question I was asking. How can I transform the feeling of my love into the experience of a healthier and happier marriage. So based on the 13 years of my own marital practice and pursuit, as well as my 16 years of professional counseling experience, here are my love with purpose giveaways to you. And to make it even easier, we're going to use love as the acronym, okay? So we're going to start with L. 
Listen to understand. Give your husband space and opportunity to share who he is with you. The first five years of my marriage, I was so busy trying to be heard that I wasn't listening to the gems of information that my husband was sharing. We were both talking, but we weren't really listening, which in my opinion is more valuable than the spoken word because when you listen, that is where understanding is birthed. To be honest with you, I learn more about how to level up my marriage when my mouth is closed and my ears and heart are open. That is where I gain the best clarity about how to move forward, how to heal, how to forgive, or how to just keep my spirit calm and kind in relation with my husband. And I still make mistakes, but I am faster to make U-turns on those mistakes. The O is own your stuff. Whether we admit it or not, many of us have baggage from the past that we have stacked in our current relationships and marriages. And the stench of those bags start to pollute our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors. As wise, we have the option to unpack those bags, get rid of them, and refresh our marriage with the renewed energy and action acts of love, but the sorting and releasing of the bags from the past, it's usually not an easy process. So collaborating with a professional counselor or a coach to assist you in this area can be very helpful, but that's really up to you. But if you decide to go it alone, educate yourself, read some books, go to conferences, maybe even some trainings and use other resources to assist you. The V is for visualize what you want for your marriage. If you don't have a target, you will never hit the mark. Knowing what you want is going to be key to achieving and receiving it. So take some time and explore what your heart's desire is for a healthy marriage. If you literally have no idea what a healthy marriage is, do some research. Talk to married women that you admire and consider getting a mentor that can offer you support in your marriage. And the final letter, E, stands for Establish Healthy Marital Practices. A thriving marriage is created from our purposeful practices, not by accident. Every single day, it means that we are doing something that nurtures and cultivates the ground of our relationship, the foundation of our relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to have some days or weeks where the marriage takes a back seat, where things are just a little off, but that should be the exception and not the rule. In partnership with your spouse, decide what actions of love are most important for your marriage and act on that knowledge consistently. Being the wife that I wanted to be for my husband was a learning and is a learning experience. I had no blueprint from my upbringing to reference, so I had to figure it out. If I wanted my marriage to last, I had to figure it out. And yes, it seemed like it was from scratch. Marriages, relationships, they are not easy. You really have to be ready to roll up your sleeves and weather the various 
five seasons that your marriage will face. Even if those seasons are cold and see little growth, or if they are scorching with hot tempers that threaten to burn down your progress, with effort and support, you and your marriage can be better. What better means to you depends on your marriage. How you proceed depends on you. Thank you, ladies, for showing up for another episode. I hope you enjoyed this anniversary edition. I know I did. Keep in mind that the information that's shared is not a substitute for your personal relationship with a mental health provider or medical professional. If you'd like to read the blog version of this very conversation, go to my website at livelikeher.com. If you haven't done so, be sure to follow me on social media, on Instagram, it's at live like her and the number two and on Facebook it's at live like her thank you so much for joining me today I look forward to connecting with you again next week so until then keep pulling back the layers of who you are who you want to be and exploring how to become her her